A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. I like chaos. chaos. Yeah, I'm, that's dude. a bias for me. I just really, really appreciated two of his albums. Okay, but what happened to chaos? I asked that question to anybody because I really want to know because mm. he just fizzled out of the scene. Like I w- most of them, though. I mm. once was walking downtown. Okay. And um, it was an early morning. Yeah. And then I saw chaos with two other people right. just walk by, and I was like, chaos. And he just looked at me. Yeah. And just kept on walking. I have a lot of funny stories like that about that chaos. Funny. I wonder what he was thinking. You <laughs> got to like, use my government now, man. <laughs> He's like haunting chaos downtown, man. Like, that's it. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, okay, go right, ahead, man. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're just going to do this intro again because that's what we do. Right. Welcome to another episode of the DNA Airwaves podcast. I am one of your hosts, Anthony, and I have with me, as usual, my co host. Hey, how's it going? Dariki, if you don't know, now you know. Negro. <laughs> Uh, and and all, okay. all the other racists as well And everyone else, yeah uh, Black prioritized But we uh, Actually, well, it's funny Because this is what we're actually talking about today, right? We have uh, not said too much Or anything at all about this on the podcast But we will be talking about our Not-for-profit uh, Black Music Canada And we'll fill you in on the details of that Throughout this conversation But we have with us Mr. John Sarpong Peace, yo. I'm here. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. What's going on? I'm here. Welcome. <laughs> the one is here. Us. I yeah, am yeah. that guy. <laughs> it's him. He, and it, him he Duncan. says it. I was going to say it anyway. He said him, Duncan. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a comedy show today. <laughs> Our most serious episode, and it's all jokes. But, um, yeah. So, we've actually started this not-for-profit, Black Music Canada. And, mm-hmm. John, I would love for you to kind of give us the overview of what we're working on here and then just talk through some of the plans that we have for it. Yeah, no doubt. First of all, it's a pleasure to be on the airwaves. Uh, I love it. Big fan of the DNA project. Um, And speaking of Black Music Canada, um, this is something I think that's near and dear to all of our hearts. Absolutely. And sort of arose out of a need that we saw, which was providing support for Black Canadian musicians. Mm -hmm. Right and non-musicians who are involved with black Canadian music. Yes. Right. And, you know, we've spent a lot of time together just sort of talking about um, the black Canadian music space yeah. and, you know, sort of um, difficulty in sourcing opportunities to showcase talent, mm-hmm. um, opportunities to network with one another, right. um, and just overall the opportunity to support um, those in the Black Canadian music space. So, Black Music mm-hmm. Canada is um, a not-for-profit organization that prioritizes Black music, um, Canadian content creators, and those who are affiliated with the industry. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's our hope to to sort of build out this organization, um, mm-hmm. so that we're able to push 
and market and yeah. support yeah. and mm -hmm. encourage mm -hmm. anyone who is positively, um, you know, advocating for black Canadian musicians. Right. That's a great one. And way if you can't tell, Mr. John Sarpong is a preacher as well. So. <laughs> I preach a gospel to look, man, every Sunday, Inspire 360. Yeah, yeah. Find yeah. us. Yeah. But you know what, what? And I said the word earlier, prioritize, but that was one of the words that came up when we first talked about starting this initiative. Yeah. And when you said black prioritize, it just kind of flipped things around as far as the way that I was uh, understanding uh, the task that we have ahead of us and the work that we're currently doing. Because um, obviously we're not here to uh, exclude anyone else. Absolutely, music not. is universal and it's a universal language, so we're definitely yeah. including everybody. But as you mentioned, just really focusing on, especially for me, some of the uh, historic achievements and work mm -hmm. of some of the black musicians, artists, and just pioneers of the industry. Whether we're going all the way back, I mean, yeah. when we're talking like '60s or even like '90s R&B, right? We've had some great conversations yeah. with people who really got the short end of the stick as far as um, their talent versus, at the time, their U.S. counterparts right. versus the difference in support on both sides of the border. And there was a time when everyone was just running to the states looking for the opportunity because it wasn't here, yeah. or at least the support and the uh, system mm -hmm. wasn't in place. Um, so I guess just talking about that, what do you think, how much do you think has changed as far as like, let's say going back to the eighties, nineties to now, cause we have some superstars who have cut through, but is yeah. that available to everybody? Do you think? No, I think there's, um, there's been like outliers for sure. Like people that have been able to really get their voice amplified right. in Canada. But for the most part, especially for a black musician, the idea was always to migrate to the U.S., hmm. get a buzz there, and then hopefully come back and come get back, some yeah. support back here. <laughs> and I yep. found that um, we had very little in the 80s. Shout out to Maestro, because as far as I can remember, right. he was probably in the hip-hop space. I mean, even black musicians, now I'm thinking about it, he was probably the first recognizable Canadian blackface that I remember, unless you okay. guys can think of someone else. That really popped out in Canada. Anyone else come to mind? Um, Mishimi. Mishimi was around the same time. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, gonna, yeah. and I, I'm gonna spend yeah. some time talking about this lady. Okay, okay, okay. okay. But yeah, I think that yeah. there's a lot of um, a lot of artists that had no buzz really in Canada and had to go to the U.S. True. to pop off. But then there was a short period of time where Canada was giving the voice to the Chocolaires, the yeah. Cardinal, the Julie yeah. Blacks, the Melanie Durants. Yep. And you saw True. this community really starting to bubble. Music was really, really live and vibrant. Black music, I should say, specifically, That's was true. vibrant. Revival. There were so much things kind of right. going on that yep. gave me this excitement to be a musician in Canada. And then all of a sudden like that, it just stopped. And I thought that... There were so many artists that were coming up underneath that wave that we we didn't take full advantage of, you know, keeping that voice and keeping that movement going True. for whatever yeah. reason. And mm -hmm. I think that for years now, almost a, over a decade now, since I've really been an active member in this community, mm -hmm. that I still haven't seen that strong of a movement since those 90s. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, now it's weird. We do have one of the biggest artists in the world that does claim Canada, and I think that helped a lot. Yes. But before, yeah. you know, uh, Drake came into the scene, nobody cared about Canada. I literally saw a tweet, mm. uh, not a tweet, a uh, 
Instagram post from Russell, the guy we love so much, yeah. who's like an up-and-coming hip-hop artist that's really trying to do a non-traditional method. He was putting on um, concerts in his backyard. He's from oh, Vallejo, wow, wow, wow. and he's really tried to grassroots and really mm -hmm. try and do it his own way, and he's doing really, really good at it. Yep. But he just mentioned if it wasn't for Drake, he wouldn't even know about Canada. <laughs> so it's oh, like, that's it. Wow. <laughs> so it was like, okay, you like, know, it really hits well, home. Damn. Yeah, yeah, right? So I think that wow. part of this idea of Black Music Canada was to just give people a professional stage with professional musicians either the chance to get some mentorship, a chance to develop their skills, yep. and a, can't, a chance to showcase their skills. That's big. So I yep. think that that's where this need came from. But my... I was curious as to what drew you in as someone that's not too okay. musically inclined. Damn, look at that. You. Damn, wow. you don't know me. You wow. don't know me. You don't know me on the Fair streets, enough. man. Wow. You know, I, I got know. bars. Okay, okay. Ooh. Chocolate oh, bars. Chocolate yeah, chocolate bars. bars. <laughs> um, that's going to be a little clip that we're going to run for. Yeah. Chocolate bars. You, you know, that that's a, what drew me in is uh, like sort of in a previous career. Mm -hmm. um, I edited a magazine called Sway. That's oh. how we met. Yeah. Yes. And. What I really became aware of was there, you know, in the States, there's kind of this star system. Yep. Like there's a system to create stars. For sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I think in Canada, we don't have as sophisticated a star system. Agreed. So, yeah. yeah, we've got, you know, Drake. But like in the States, I mean, they've got Lil Wayne. They've right, got, right. you know, so many. Yeah, you, whoever, yeah, many. because there are systems to create stars. Absolutely, right. Yeah. And, and that system, I think, is derived out of, you know, network and appreciation that we've got to get our, our music out there mm -hmm. and see it as a, a, as a real business. Absolutely. True. And I think, you know, yes. for me, one of the most important things about Black Music Canada is to make every musician recognize that they are a business, mm. like a business and a living brand. That's right. Big, yep. And yeah, yeah. so if we mm. can do that and make, you know, sort of the mainstream population understand that like black musicians are a business like you're a walking talking Absolutely. performing business yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. how do you how do you how do you live as a business right right true yeah. like how do you Start. live as an artist in canada like yeah. how do you make it as an artist and 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 not you know have to survive off you know funding or yeah you know right. so goodwill this this is really important to me, and and mm -hmm. one of the things you mentioned earlier, like these early musicians, you know, Maestro, you mentioned, mm -hmm. Mishi Me to me is like one of the. It was the most creative, artist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that, you know, when I was growing up, I was like Jamaican funk. Like, what right, is right, it? Right, like, right, it yeah, was yeah, crazy. Yeah. You listen <laughs> to that song now, listen to it now, and it still bangs. And it's bro. like. She should be a superstar. Agreed. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Like she yeah. should be a superstar. And because we didn't have that star system and that system of support and that system of marketing, mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know, sort of, I'm sure she's very successful, but, you know, th there are levels, right? right. So, right. Um, so for me, yeah, it's just important to create that platform so people can get to where they deserve to be. Yeah, that's yeah. very, that's huge. very that's well huge. said. So we had been talking uh, some time ago just about, and we can maybe use this as kind of a case study for the work that we're looking at doing. Good point. But we were talking about one of the musicians that you're working with. Right on. Um, he's a drummer. Yes. I don't yep. know. We don't have to get in details, but he's a drummer and kind of fresh out of school or still just like getting close to finishing yeah, yeah, up yeah. school. And the conversation that you had had with this gentleman was kind of along the lines of like, what happens after school? Because there's no path. And that that's something that drew me in 
before we even started this, uh, just like in the work that I've been doing that's leading up, that's led up to where we are now mm-hmm. yeah. with BMC, is that exact thing. So if you go, you're from the accountant, you take the accounting program, there's specific pathways that are set up for what comes next. Yeah. And as a musician yep. and some other creative uh, arts and spaces, it's just like a no man's land. Shoot. So just helping to people to find, you know, a lane. Because as a musician, specifically, you go to school, you play drums in school, you're great. Then what do you do with that, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, do you become a professional drummer? How many professional drummers are out there, are needed? But like, I have a question you for you. Like, what mm. does a... Pro- okay. Yeah. Let's say I'm a drum. What does a professional drummer do? Like, if I don't have a band right. and I don't have gigs every week, yep. how do I live That's my passion out, question. right? And that's, again, what kind of has compelled me to uh, being a part of this work and contributing to the space. So there's so many answers. I mean, yeah. for one, you play drums. <laughs> um, however, then you start to think, well, how often does someone need a drummer? Right. Who needs a drummer? Are they going to call just a drummer, or do you need to be aligned with a oh, network right of on. musicians or a band? Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's a band, how often are they calling your band? And who's right. calling your band? And what's yeah. your band off? Or is it your own music? Or are you doing covers that people are familiar with? Mm-hmm. But that's two different things, too. Um, I'd say if you're doing your own music, then you have to sell that to somebody. People aren't right. familiar. Right. So it's like, hire us to play our music. So that's become, it's a whole other machine there. For sure. If you're doing covers, which is like a lot of the, it's like a, covers is almost like a, pathway barrier to entry yeah yeah. Yeah. so you can really get your develop your chops but also your name you can build a name for yourself because people are going to be regularly looking for cover bands for weddings events corporate events um festivals and things like that okay so that's an easy way to get yourself into sort of a community of musicians um giving away some good game right now though uh, yeah i mean (laughs) hey i mean that's that's the goal right yeah um so that's one that's one aspect of just the playing side then we had mentioned like teaching Mm-hmm. Um, so taking back, taking from what you've learned and start to teach, whether it's children, youth, adults, whatever it is. Yeah. For me, I've actually found, I don't teach often, but when I do, I love teaching adults. And I think it's just to do with the attention span and also uh, the commitment. Yeah, right. For example, I had a student um, more recently. We had our first, it's set up through a church, so we had our first lesson online. It's a bass lesson, but he showed up with a, an acoustic guitar. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about him until I saw him. Oh, so damn. I was like, hey, man, is that a, is that a guitar you're holding? <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's acoustic. I was like, you interested in bass? Yeah. <laughs> he, said, he said, yeah, but I only have an acoustic. So right at that moment, I'm thinking, where's the end button? Yeah. <laughs> but we, we talked for another two minutes. And let, long story short, a week later, he comes back on to the next call. He's got a bass amp. He's got a bass guitar. I was hoping it was like a drum set or something. No, like he went to Lon McQuaid and just bought all this stuff he needed. Just that's like good. that's, yeah, I'm taking awesome. this seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he also bought a new acoustic guitar too at the same time. So <laughs> you don't get that level. Like when I'm teaching adults for myself, it's just the level of commitment that, right. I, that I enjoy. Right. Uh, I kind of digress from what we're talking about. But yeah, teaching is one aspect, uh, playing. And then there's just so many from there um, on the like ex- administrative side. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, there's a couple gems in there. Um, you guys have any? I think another in? like important piece for young people like myself when I was trying to get into the scene mm-hmm. is just reshaping how what success looks like. 
you know, and a lot of people think I got to get with a band that tours or a big name. And if I don't do that, I'm not a successful drummer. And I think I've seen it. I've seen many Mm -hmm. friends that have been able to be very successful and they don't play for any band. You've never heard of them. Right. So Mm. they've been able to do what Anthony has said and also have learned, like you said earlier, is becoming the business, owning the business, owning Mm -hmm. you as a brand. Because there's a lot of times that, like, you might be a great drummer, but you don't network. No one knows who you are. So you're at home playing all the hits, and mm. nobody gets a chance to. At home playing know, the hits. All the nobody hits. gets to hear your talent. Which you should still do because you got to develop your chops. Exactly. That friends, is, first and foremost, 100%. Hone your skills. Hone your skills. But equation. I think that reshaping people's idea of what success looks like as a musician, mm-hmm. I think, is a really good start, especially for the kid coming out of school. Because you feel overwhelmed when that deadline's hitting of, you know, I got to support myself now. That's it. And and where do I go? How do I do that? And I think it starts with just understanding what's available and that it doesn't necessarily mean you got to be in a big band gigging every day or going on a world tour. Traveling the country, like my boy Dariki does. Uh, (laughs) Oh, uh, he's a traveling man. We'll talk about that another time. You made me think of something here, though. I don't even know if I ever thought about it this way before, but I think this is something that I've done. Okay. Intentionally or unintentionally, mm. I heard a real estate guy talking about having a property mm-hmm. f- to basically cover a bill. So every right. property he has is for a specific purpose. And I've almost sort of, I've, I don't know, I never really thought about it, but I've kind of taken that approach um, in music mm. and just mm. so having, let's, I don't know, I'm just making things up now, uh, but say teaching is one umbrella that sort of covers one aspect of living or yeah. some. So just having different parts of this, so teaching, playing, out maybe playing at a church or Mm -hmm. something else covers another, but I think it's just layering what you do in a way that makes sense so you're not relying on one thing. Right. Because any one of those things could A, crumble, like a pandemic, get you out the door. Exactly, yeah. And that's obviously way beyond music, but just overall in life, things change and nothing's guaranteed, so. Absolutely. um, Yeah. No, no, I agree. Uh, You know, I think a lot of musicians um, don't get the benefit of business training. Right. Like, just rudimentary business training, you know? And uh, that's something that's really close to my heart because I'm involved in business a lot but Mm -hmm. if you begin to see yourself as a business you begin to make different choices absolutely right and you begin to also value yourself differently very true and you begin to attribute a value to your talent right right because I think there are a lot of really talented people but because they don't see very clear opportunities, yeah, yeah. they kind of devalue themselves and Agreed. I'll do anything. Agreed. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll play than, anywhere. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. which is, is not a great strategy. Not at all. Because no, you no, begin no, to devalue yourself. And I think ulti- ultimately you kind of begin to quench your, your, like your passion and, the, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I'm hopeful that one of the things that we'll be able to do is, you know, be a platform for people to perform Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and have performance opportunities, but also to connect with each other yes, yeah. and True. develop yeah, creative cool. ways to, you know, and connect them talent. to other organizations Absolutely. that we might have partnerships with or know people from. That's true. And we kind of can be the conduit to get Absolutely. them somewhere else. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So we have a lot of big goals and a lot of work ahead of us. But yeah. even just from this conversation alone, I've, I've gotten pretty excited just about some of the other 
areas that you laugh, you don't want to just. No, that was excitement. I mean, I mean, the, the fact that <laughs> Dariki <laughs> began this thing by saying I'm not musically inclined is still, it still <laughs> hits. It yeah, still hits, but, I mean, but I'm still here, man. We're still here. We're still right? here. And we appreciate you. Thank you. We appreciate you. That is, right, I mean, off. you have we have a platform right here for you to prove them wrong. Give me, give me. I have some bars, but they're in the car. So, so that was a bar in itself. Yeah, I'll, see, that's, that's how <laughs> I do it. Not even know. trying. Yikes, we're not we're not really uh, gaining too much. Uh, yeah, yeah, we just lost some followers. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, okay. That's <laughs> good thing they'll about be live streaming this. <laughs> they'll, they'll be back. They'll be back. Yeah. So what what do you guys hope to in like? I know a lot of businesses have one, three, and five-year plans, right? Mm-hmm. What What would you guys deem as a success in the first year of, you know, Black Music Canada? For me, it's, you know, a couple marquee events where we Definitely. actually do what we've been talking about, where we can, yep. you know, provide a workshop, provide a little bit of development, and maybe give, you know, a platform to a select few of artists right now, because we're small. And as we scale this and get bigger, then the yeah. shows will get bigger, the exactly. workshops will get bigger. But in my eye, I think the first goal will be to get a couple workshops in. Let's really do some tangible work in the mm-hmm. community, yeah. and then also put on a nice event for you know artists in the area to showcase their talent. What, what yeah, would you that. say? Am I missing anything? Or um, for me, I think we're just I'm focusing a lot on awareness. Right. So just bringing strong awareness that to too. yeah. I don't want to say the brand, but really the brand and just what the work more so that we're doing. Right. And even beyond that, just the high quality of the work. Right. So we're not doing it just because I hope from this conversation, everyone listening can hear that this is really from our hearts. Yeah. It's not just something that we thought could benefit us in some way or the other, but really... I think we all have the heart to serve the community. Absolutely. Um, and absolutely. even just, <laughs> no, I like it. Absolutely. Uh, even just based on the work that we've done is just being able to give back and share right. some of the knowledge. We all have unique uh, strengths mm-hmm. that I think we all bring, that we bring to the table. Uh, I'm not the preacher in the group, but when we need someone to go <laughs> on Dariki. and speak. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Preach that gospel, bro. I can't. Yeah, but I think, I mean, iron sharpens iron, right? Absolutely, so even yeah. the areas where I'm not as comfortable as myself, I absolutely agree that uh, <laughs> we will uh, kind of share that with each other, but make a for huge sure. impact. So I'm just looking forward to impact yeah. and awareness. And it's Great answer. Yeah, I think, you know what, to be honest, I think I'm just trying to be helpful. Like, Oh, you've been more than helpful. Yeah, that, I was that's, say, goodness. You, that's you can like, check that box off already. I just, I want Black Music Canada just to be seen as helpful mm-hmm. and because Big. like that's the way i approach my my whole life yeah and then in being that. helpful opportunities just open up mm. and um you know people begin to we begin to see the needs yes. like you know within yeah, the industry right. so hmm. yeah for me just to be helpful and then um yeah to really do some top notch like creative curated events mm-hmm. you yeah, know yeah. Yeah. like just to do something that people are like this is this is cool, man. That'll be I the agree. fun part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that, that to me is to is it, and and to have fun actually. Yeah, well, I want to have fun doing this. I'm having fun yeah. here. I mean, you know. Let's uh let's do this if you guys don't mind. I say we end this uh, chat for today by maybe telling the story of how the three of us sort of came together on this idea. Jeez. Hmm. I so I I don't know if I have it. <laughs> well, maybe not the three of us, but I mean, it's all fragmented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's maybe this way then, more specifically. So, Dariki and I had come to... You want to tell the story? You're great at telling stories. 
We had this idea. Yeah. You have a good voice. And we threw it. Who? Oh, you, you guys have good voice. <laughs> who did you mean? Initially? Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's got a good, you know, like, yeah, I you feel story, like Dairiki could be that guy who, you know, audiobooks? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. You know what's funny is I was looking at doing voiceover acting. I think you should do it. I appreciate the compliment. Yeah, brother. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's throw that in. I'm going to keep yeah. working on mine. Hey. So, <laughs> Wow, no offense. Oh, my uh, goodness. Man. Easy. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, so the two of us came together with this idea, and yeah. I'm going to throw it over to the voiceover actor to finish well, that off. We had the idea of really Function. helping artists. Yeah. Um, I think it was during the pandemic. Yeah, at some point. And anyway, we, we saw a need for you know the oppor- or the opportunity mm-hmm. to really try and help artists showcase their talents and right. also the workshop aspect you had done mm-hmm. some vocal stuff we had a uh, vocal yeah, vocal workshop yeah, yeah, yeah. some live yeah. performances oh, that awesome, we did man. so i saw an opportunity there to really kind of be um, the organization that could really help artists not only navigate the waters but to showcase their skills. That was really where I was coming from, was artists getting an opportunity to showcase their talents with a professional band in a professional venue and really giving our community that elevated platform that I feel like they deserve and the experience. And that's kind of how it started. And then we saw there was opportunities through, you know, other, um, what was it? Grants. We were looking at grants yeah. Yeah. Funding and, and funding and other funding. That's the word. Yeah. Uh, in order to kind of facilitate that, and I think that's how we got connected, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. So I'll let you jump in because I believe that's what we were in pursuit of looking for someone to help us in the grant writing. That's space. true. Actually, I guess if I just take it further than yeah. that, uh, one step beyond beyond that is you were looking for music director, a music director for yeah. your church. That's right. And I had a guy. Yep. So we connected over lunch, and I think as you were talking to him, I was like, there could be something here. Let's meet. I want to share what we're, what Dariki and I are working on. Yeah. And when we met, it was what we thought was going to go in one direction, but as soon as we started to talk, there was yeah. just this synergy. Like, and that was crazy yeah. when we met you and David, and David one day will be on camera. Nice definitely. Shout out. <laughs> He's behind um, the camera. <laughs> but um, <laughs> when we came to you, the we... I was worried that there'd be a little bit of reluctance and a little bit of um, pushback in terms of what we were trying to do. But you instantly received it very, very well and came up with ideas on the fly of what you could see this becoming. And we hadn't even thought of it. Me and Anthony are sitting in the parking lot just like smiling like idiots. Like, oh man, it's great to know that, you know, Dave and you guys share the, not, I I felt the passion immediately. Like you you believed it and you could see the vision. Well, as a non-musician, I just think we all hurt. We all hurt in different ways. <laughs> I, I just think that, um, you know, if you try to be helpful, like mm-hmm. God gives you a certain set skill set in yeah, life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. And there are all kinds of ways to apply it. So yep. I think I just thought it was a really good idea. And, you know, I just I just think. Black Canadian musicians are undervalued. Absolutely. Mm. Like, yeah, just absolutely. undervalued, yeah. generally. And, yeah. like, I come from almost everything from a business kind of perspective. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we cannot allow this group of people to be undervalued because there's real talent there. Yep. And we're always talking about, like, in black communities, you know, economic empowerment right. and all of these sorts of things. Right. And you can't have that if you're undervaluing yourself. Exactly. 
starts to and so angry. like we've we've got to have a, a real shift in mentality yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. and really value ourselves value how we contribute uh contribute value what yep. we create yep and what I we think present yeah, yeah man yeah, yeah. and yeah, i think black big. music canada will be a big part of that so right. yeah and one f- theme that i appreciate about both of you and that was always been my th- my message to anthony is how we present this and anything we do high level yeah, very professional we don't want to come and I don't know what a safe word would no, be. No, we can't just it, throw things together. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's and that's be, that's yeah. not what I want. That's been an accurate representation of who we are right. um, and what we have to offer. Exactly. And I think that kind of summarizes, for me, what we're working on and where we're going. I like it. Um, yeah, I like it too. I'm excited, if I'm being honest, really excited. More bars. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it, bars. So let's each maybe throw around one word or one or two words that just kind of represents what you want people to think of or what you want to leave behind. For me, mine's legacy. When I think about this whole thing, I just want to know that we've contributed to something that's going to uh, impact the next generation. Yeah, I think uh, you, you hit it right on the head, legacy. And even if we can only get it to so far, I hope before I pass, we leave it in good hands for them it, to man. take it to the next level. Just like our parents gave us an opportunity yeah. and they only could go so far and now we take that torch and try and go yep. two levels above Let's that you it. know so yeah. i think legacy uh, for me is the best word to use 100 percent. yeah for me uh sustainability and mm. scalability yes. Yes. Oh, okay. yeah yeah just you know creating something that's sustainable and then you know pathways for it to grow that's Absolutely. it that's Big. great it's beautiful that's been a great yeah well Stay tuned. Uh, we have some big things ahead, so we're looking forward to sharing more and having everybody in the community get involved with some of the work that we're doing as well. Will Thank you play you. on my album? Wow. This has been another edition. Of <laughs> we're going to have to go oh. off air on yeah. that one. Wow. I think my God. voice cracked. <coughs> oh my God. I've never heard a laugh noise. like that. Yeah, it was, oh my it was like from his belly, too. Mm. <laughs> it just came mm. out of nowhere. Because mm. okay. he stared and was like, oh, this is serious. This is a real question. Wow, <laughs> man. Look, at, look how people treat a preacher. That's what oh, I'm talking about. Oh, man. man. You know, the album is coming. Now he'll do yeah. it. He's going to do it. We're free now. <laughs> you weren't even going to take a paycheck. You Until like, next time. Involved. Thank you. As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial.